the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With Samson, his strength lied in his hair. So where does your strength as a believer lie? Welcome. This is Times of Refreshing with Pastor Napoleon Kaufman from The Well, a Christian community in Livermore, California. Today, we're back in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 1 through 11, message called Grace, God's Empowering Influence. If you're looking for the power to live out a, a vibrant, successful, blessed life in Christ, look no further than His grace. So how do we appropriate grace? How do we find this grace that we need to live day by day? (laughs) Glad you asked. We have some answers for you. Join us. With today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. If grace is in our life, grace keeps us and is teaching us to get on that narrow road. Amen? That helps and leads to life. He says, teaching us, look at verse 12, that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly. He says, now deny ungodliness and worldly lust and live a sober life. That soberness should be a part of us, that we're of a sound mind. We're not inebriated, intoxicated, and, and out there flipping out that in, in a moment's notice, and I talked about this the other week, in a moment's notice, God can access your spirit because there's nothing there to hinder or block the connection. He says soberly, he says righteously, that doing what's right because it's right becomes a part of our life, and grace teaching, teaches us how to do this, that we're measuring ourselves by God's standard and not just by by. By man's standard, grace teaches us that. They may say it's right, son, but I'm telling you through my word, it's not. They may vote and approve what they want to vote and approve, but you stick with me. Can I have an amen? amen. And, 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 and mom and them one may say that it's okay to, you know, to do that, but you just stay here. Stay on this line. I'm not saying that you're not going to go around people and enjoy people. But, man, when y'all start going there, y'all lost me. I'm not going to get involved in, yeah, you arguing and you gossiping at the water cooler. But I just, man, that's not the righteous thing to do. I'm not going to get involved with you, man, when it comes to this. What happens is grace constantly is there to empower us to live soberly and righteously. Are we accessing that grace and letting grace flow and teach us? He says, and godly in this present age. If we say that we're children of God, then we should reflect God. That godliness should be a part of our lives. And it's something that people see in our lives. Well, grace leads us down this road. Grace doesn't say it's okay. Just keep living like the devil. Just come to church on Sunday morning and give some money. That's not grace. But that's what's being said. And I'm saying, no, grace says 
you can live godly in this present age. And I don't know about you, but that makes me want to shout in this place. That you're telling me that by the grace of God, he can come in and help me to live godly? That's what grace will do. It teaches us. It shows us how to live godly in this present age. That people, when they think about you, people think about God. Cool, man. Man, you know that person? That, that's, a, that's, a, that's a God person. You want people to, th- when they think about you, that they think about Jesus. Like, oh, man, here comes, here comes, here comes brother such and such, man. We, no, don't be cussing in front of him, man. You know, he's not involved in all that stuff, okay? When he leave, we'll get back down to it, okay? <laughs> How many know what I'm talking about in the room, y'all? That's what you want. Because people, when they think of you, they think about Jesus. He says here, he says, he says here, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. Verse 13, look at verse 14, verse 14, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed. That every lawless deed, he comes in and his redemption is real. He buys us back. He purchases us. He takes the sting of our lawless deeds away from us. And then he purifies for himself his own special people. That all of us are being purified for him. He purifies for himself his own special people. And I love this. Purifying. Purifying. Purifying is going to mean that there's going to be some pain. But it's the grace of God that gives you the strength to endure as God is purifying you. And saints, we have to realize that that's a part of redemption, that God is taking you and there's going to be some fire in your life sometimes. And he's burning out of your life everything that is unlike him and everything that can hinder your union with him. And we have to embrace that. As people of God, and when we feel the fire, you know, one of the best things that we could ever do, and I, I was just thinking about this, is, 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 is stop and realize when something is God and when something is the devil is a, is a, is a, is a balancing act, saints. When you really, when you're able to become mature enough to see that you know what this isn't the devil this is god just turning up a little fire in my life because he's trying to get this out of my life he's purifying for himself his own special people he's turning up the heat on me he may use the devil but at the end of the day This is all about God working on me. Or this is all about God working on my kids. Or it's all about God working on my friend. And instead of us always coming to the rescue, we have to learn to tell people and have enough discernment to say, you know what? I'm sorry to tell you this. Well, I'm actually not sorry. But you need to know this, that you can bind the devil all you want. 
This is God trying to purify you. Can I have an amen? amen. We need people in our lives that will step back, and we're there to be a blessing to watch the smoldering. You're not going to die. This is just God. And all of us need that in our lives. We, we need to be purified. Purification sometimes is painful, but it's necessary. And it's God's grace that kicks in, that helps us to be sustained, even in those moments when we know it's God purified. Now, we're going to get into some fights with the devil. But we also have to be discerning enough that when it's time for you to go through some purification, that you're able to see it and discern it and then realize that God's grace is there to help me to get sustained through this. And so for us, it's important that we stop and say God's grace is also there to help me go through my purification process. And he's doing it. Why? Because he's trying to prepare his own special people. And when we are of that company. And then he doesn't stop there. He says, and purify for himself his own special people. He says, zealous for good what? Works. I've been teaching this for years that the word works in Christianity has gotten a bad rap. Jesus just said right here that he's purifying people for good works, that are zealous for good works, that they want to do good things that bless God. We're not saved by our good works. We're saved for good works. God calls us to do good works as his grace is active in our lives. And so we got to be, we have to learn to be zealous for good works. And this is what he's doing. And it's God's grace that helps us to be zealous to do good works. When we look around and we see people that don't want to, don't want to serve, don't want to give to God, don't want to, it's all about receiving. And we teach us all about receiving. And there's been such a, there's been such a, uh, an abuse of works and generations and and so now people have gone to the opposite side of the spectrum now you don't do anything god just does it all i don't know what bible they're reading apostle paul said i labored more abundantly than they all yet not i but a grace he still said i labored but it was god's grace that was working with me and we should be zealous man what can i do to help somebody i'm skeptical of people that, that come to church and are around Christendom, and it's all about what they receive, but they never want to give. Can I have an amen, y'all? It's all about what I can get out of this. You know, come on, preacher, hurry up. Give me a 10-minute message so I can go golfing. I got to get out of here. Tea time is at 1230. I'm hungry. My feet hurt because y'all worship too long in there. <laughs> and it's all about me. Instead of, but Jesus is, is purifying a special people for himself that are zealous for good works. No, 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 no. How can I give? How can I serve? I'm zealous for this. I want to I give my life to benefit somebody else. Am I tired? Yeah. Do I always feel like it? No. But, but is it my heart? Yeah. I'm a, I don't care how I feel. I want to help somebody else. I want to be a blessing to somebody else. 
And if somebody else's life can be changed because of my willingness to overcome selfishness, then praise the Lord. Let's go for it. Let's help somebody else. Can I have an amen, y'all? But, but we've, created, we've created churches that are full of spoiled brats. Woo, I'm preaching today. I told you, I'll never forget. I'll ne- I want to share this story again. I'll never forget when we were over at our other building and we had to move these chairs. Well, there were, we have 300 more now in our sanctuary than we did in our other one, but we had to move those chairs. And I asked a member of our church, I said, we're going to be moving these chairs and we need you to come and help because we're going to put together a team. We're going to move these chairs so we can get ready to move over to a new building. And that guy looked at me and said, I'm not moving any chairs. That's why I give my tithes and offerings. You need to hire somebody to do that. Now, I'm saved. And I'm filled with the precious Holy Ghost. But I haven't always been saved. And if you knew the old me, I'd know how to lay some hands. So I had to bite my tongue and put my hands behind my back. And, and praise the Lord, he's no longer here. Praise, praise the Lord. But uh, did I just say that? Sorry, Lord, I'm sorry. But I could not believe that I heard that. I, I could not, I, my mind, I couldn't, what, what, you can't move. But that's what we've created. That's what's, what's, that's what's happened. The culture, you know, the culture has got into the church and people's mind. They don't realize that this is about us laying down our lives. He said, he said, I'm purifying a people that are zealous for good works. I got a zeal and a passion. It means a fire and a passion that I want to do something good for somebody. And to bless, how can I be a blessing? Move a chair, that's nothing. Get on a plane and go to another country, that's nothing. Lay down your life, that's nothing. Get on the roof, nothing. Put this up, nothing. Compared to what Jesus did in giving his life on that cross and dying for us because of his grace. Can I have an amen in here? Because of his grace. He says, zealous for good works. And I'm going to close this out by saying this. He says, speak these things. He says, exhort. When it comes to this, we need to exhort people in this area. If you are struggling with something and you're having an issue, let's tap into God's grace. Don't quit. Let's tap into God's grace. Let's ask God to release more grace in your life. That he might strengthen you and empower you to keep on going even when you feel like giving up and quitting and throwing in the towel. That God's grace is going to give you more strength to continue on and and you're going to make it and you're going to do it. And God's going to see you through it and you're going to make And God, if we just keep on tapping into God's grace. He says, exhort. And then he says, and rebuke with all authority. There's times when we have to look at people and say, listen. God's grace towards you is in vain right now, and you need to shake this off because you're acting like God's not giving you what you need 
for you to have success in life. People need to know that. And sometimes we need to rebuke with all the authority and let a person know, no, 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 no. This is, this is you. This isn't God. I don't feel like I can do this. Yeah, you can. God will never give you more than you can bear. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. But we've raised a bunch of quitters. It gets hard, I quit. They don't like me over there. Do you have another job? No. Well, you better stay right where you're at. And put a smile on your face. Well, they're getting on my nerves. Well, <laughs> you better go collect them checks and be happy and ask God that could give you some strength. Some strength. <laughs> Can I have an amen, y'all? But we quit. Pastor, I'm tired of my wife. I quit. Because that's what we do. You know, people, they, you know, the expiration date runs out and people just quit. Well, we told y'all in premarital counseling it was going to be rough, and the devil was going to try to break y'all up, and, it, it didn't, it, and we already knew he was hard-headed when you married him, and then you got this. You better stick in there. Can I have an amen? Can I preach this morning? We laid it out for you in premarital counseling. Now, you better stick in there and fight to the end. We teach people how to quit. And I know how, biblically there's, there's times when you need to go your separate ways, and we understand that. But on a base level, there's, I don't understand irreconcilable differences. We can get to the other part, and, and you guys know. If somebody's doing something, there's, there's biblical grounds. You Go your way, whatever you want to do. But if you're just not happy, is if you make everybody happy. <laughs> Let me stop. Let me stop. Like you perfect. And you don't get on anybody's nerves. Woo, I didn't hear the chord up in here this morning. You better access God's grace. Access God's grace and work it out and let God have his way. Can I have an Amen. Sometimes we need a rebuke. We need a rebuke. He said exhort, and then he says rebuke. And he says here, with all authority, and he says let no one despise you. And there's going to be moments when people don't appreciate what you have to say. But have you said what God says? Saints, this morning, I wanted to simply remind us once again that God's grace is available to you and I. God's grace is going to teach us to deny ungodliness and worldly lust and to live soberly and righteously and godly in this present age. And we're to look to our Savior and Lord and God. And and for all of us, we have to stop and say, wait a minute. It's not about what I make myself, but it's about the grace of God making me what I am. He wants to empower me and his grace towards me. I don't want it to be in vain, but I want to labor. I want to get out and work for God, knowing that it's not just me. It's the grace of God that's that's with me. And saints, all of our excuses 
from these verses have been taken off the table. Because God is gracious. Because he's gracious. Because he's gracious enough to say, son, when you didn't have strength, I've supplied you strength. Son, when you feel like quitting, I'm telling you, you can't quit. When you feel like you can't tolerate those people anymore, I'm telling you, yes, you can. But you can do it by my grace. You can do it by my grace. Father, I thank you today that you are gracious. And your grace towards us, we pray that it never be in vain. Help us to allow your empowering influence to have its free course and reign in our lives. Lord, we refuse to believe the lie that grace is a license for sin. We will not accept it. Grace empowers us to overcome our sins. Every day, every day, you give us strength to overcome. And Lord, I pray that in this house there be such great grace that is released over this congregation. You said in the book of Acts that grace, great, great grace was upon them all. That your grace had come down and just overtook them. And it was mega grace. It was mega grace that that grace came down and those people were empowered by you. Lord, I'm asking that in this congregation and everyone under the sound of my voice would be so empowered by God's grace that, Lord, it would overwhelm them. That on their jobs, they would be exceptional. That our children in school would be exceptional. That like the Hebrew boys, that when they got around, that these individuals were exceptional because of the grace of God that was on them. That, Lord, when we walk through the halls, that there's a, there, that there's a sense of excellence in us because of your grace. I pray that, Lord, when we're in the business meetings, that, Lord... You would give us such grace that we would have the answers in due season. That, Lord, as we go through life in in, in our singleness, Lord, that there would be an exceptional way in which we're handling that. That life would be lived to the fullest because of your grace in our lives. Lord, we rebuke every spirit that would try to pervert God's grace in our lives. That would try to confuse us concerning God's grace. That would try to twist it and make it wicked. And that, Lord, it would be deceptive that we would, we would see it. And that we would resist that. And we would hang on to the truth of your grace. Lord, there's things that you want us to do. There's places that you want us to go. There are ways in which you want us to change. There's, there's, there's things that are on your prophetic timeline for us. That we want to see established. It's going to happen because we tap into your grace. It's your grace. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your grace. God, cause your grace to gently rest upon us. Let your grace find a resting place in us and upon us. Let your grace be so overwhelming 
that all we can do is lift our hands and give you the glory. Lord, take away every form of confusion. Lord, help us to get rid of burdens that are not the burden of the Lord and yokes that are not the yoke of the Lord. Lord, help us to be people that, that see God's grace as a strength of power, that we become powerful. We become strong people in our emotions and in our thoughts. That, Lord, forgive us for having that faulty thought system that says, I can't. Help us to develop the thought system that says, I can, through Christ that strengthens me. Lord, please forgive us for feeling sorry for ourselves. For always feeling sorry for ourselves. You know what we can handle. God, release your grace. We want more of it. In Jesus' name. Well, thank you for joining us for Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. This program is the production of The Well Christian Community. And we pray today's broadcast has blessed you and has encouraged you in Christ. If it has, would you take a moment and let us know? There are several ways that you can contact us. First, by mail. The Well Christian Community. Address your envelope to 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore. The zip code is 94551. You can also stop by our website, learn more about us, and drop us an email, thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. And then, of course, by phone, 925-292-7800. That's 925-292-7800. As you visit our website, don't forget to look for the link to our Facebook page. And if you're on Facebook, simply search The Well Christian Community. You can even follow Pastor Napoleon on Twitter with the address at Napoleon Kaufman, all one word. Until next time, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may he bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.